the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 135 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the mounting efforts by parents and now students to push back against the woke tide of conformity. That's right, George. You know, the times that we have been able to offer our listeners encouraging news have been far and few between. So when it happens, we want to make sure that we cover it. And we are going to do that today. And there is some good news. We need more, but you've got to start someplace. Yes. <laughs> so we want to we want to bring to your attention what, what's been happening. We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but uh, so we're going to cover some ground that we have before. Uh, but it's important that we emphasize this. Um, for example, number one, there have been now seven school districts and counting in California, which is the worst of the worst when it comes to the triple threat being yeah. promulgated in the public school system, um, that have passed what are called parental notification policies. So these are policies, of, as we've mentioned before, that give parents the right to know. In fact, it puts the affirmative duty on teachers to tell parents about things that are happening with their children on the public school campus. For example, if they're being bullied or they're bullying themselves, um, even more onerously, if uh, it, it's clear that they are considering suicide, that's something that parents want to know about. And should. But none of those things are controversial. What has been controversial in regard to these parental notification policies is when a child on campus is identifying with a gender different from their biology. Parents should know about that as well. And that's what these notification policies do. So in a timely manner, when schools find out about this, they have to give notice to the parents. And of course, there's Georgia's been a storm of reaction by both radicals and state officials against these. So it's taken a lot of courage for these school districts uh, to pass these policies, hasn't it? It has. And, and one by one, slowly but surely, and hopefully more, and hopefully by, you know, our episode 140, <laughs> uh, we can come back to you with even better news. But yes, so far, seven school districts in California have stood up and said no, uh, we think parents know best. Yeah, in the face of tremendous opposition. I mean, some of these school board members who have passed these policies have faced a death threat, just tremendous hate mail. Uh, in some cases, Sonia Shaw, who is the president of uh, the Chino Valley Unified School District, which was the first in California to pass this policy, uh, people were even threatening to murder their animals. You know, I mean, it's Say just what? unbelievable. <laughs> But since Chino Valley stepped up and uh, we did a Profiles of Courage Award for them by virtue of their brave stance, uh, the Orange Unified School District also passed the policy, as did Rockland, Temecula, Anderson, Marietta, and Dry Creek. Now, I don't know where Dry Creek is, 
But Dry Creek, wherever you are, we are proud of you for standing up for parents' rights. We definitely are. And actually, Mark, the good news is uh, that with the uh, Coalition for Parental Rights that we're, we're involved with up and down the state of California, um, they um, keep track of other school districts that are considering passing the, this same uh, policy. And, and there's at least another dozen that are right now in the works. So it's very encouraging to see that. Such a thrilling trend. I mean, parents are finally stepping up and school boarders, school boards are getting uh, in sync with parents and uh, to protect our kids. I mean, that's what this is all about. Um, uh, the innocence of our children, we need to protect it. And parents are the best ones to act in the best interest of their children, not the state. Our kids belong to parents, not the state of California or any state in the union for that matter. And another bit of good news, George, is that a judge in the Southern District of California agrees with that sentiment. And we don't see that very often. We don't see that very often. We spent an entire episode um, just a a few weeks ago. Mark, you really dove into that. But um, Mark, take us through why this particular ruling up until now has been so important to our case. When it comes to contests between sexual rights and parental rights, uh, for, the, for many years now, parental rights have lost out over and over and over again. In fact, George, we've often talked about the Fields versus Palmdale School District case, where uh, this goes back to 2005, where parents were upset that their children were being given pornographic material in the Palmdale school system. And so they sued the school district. And this went all the way up to the Ninth Circuit, who ruled on this. And they basically said that when it comes to sexual matters, a parent's ear rights end at the threshold of the school door. You don't have any right to prevent a school system for, to show any kind of matters regarding sex that it chooses to do so. And that case, George, is just emblematic of cases across the country that have done similar things. Well, finally, um, there was a, this case in the Escondido School District where uh, they had passed what are known as parental secrecy policies. So we talked about parental notification policies. This is the exact opposite. Yep. This is where school boards get together and amongst themselves saying, we're going to pass a policy, a policy whereby we're going to command teachers, you have to keep secret from parents a child's gender identity or the fact that they are now going by preferred pronouns. And we are going to have a set of double books. Mm-hmm. on the campus and in the school district. One set of books that parents have access to gives the parents the, the child's true name, their academic record, their behavioral issues, and another set of books which are kept in secret by the school district that has to do with the child's gender identity. We don't want the parents to know anything about that. So there were two teachers uh, in Mirabelli, uh versus Olson that said, no, we're not going to do this. Um, We're going to challenge this on grounds of First Amendment. And there was testimony by uh, Dr. Eric Anderson in a preliminary ruling on this case, 
And I want to just read, we've read this before, but I want to read it again, what she had to say. This is Dr. Erica Anderson, who is a clinical psychologist. In her testimony in this ruling, she said, A school-facilitated transition without parental consent interferes with parents' ability to pursue a careful assessment and or therapeutic approach prior to transitioning prevents parents from making the decision about whether a transition will be best for their child and creates unnecessary tension in the parent-child relationship. Nor is facilitating a double life for some children in which they present as transgender in some contexts, but cisgender in other contexts, in that child's best interest. This particular psychologist is transgender herself. So this is particularly compelling. And Judge Benitez ruled favorably um, uh, to put in... uh, put in an order in for a preliminary injunction on this a parental secrecy policy in the Escondido School District and denied a motion to dismiss the case outright. And he cited a number of reasons why he made this decision. One, he talked about youthful impetuosity. What is that? <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Children are children. They're, there's a reason why parents... Um, have authority over their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not had time enough on planet Earth to be able to have a mature judgment and to encourage them into promotion of a false ideology, whereby what follows from a gender transition, he may be medical treatment, is utter, uh, it's shameful, George. Uh, the judge said, uh, Escondido's policies are in direct tension with the federal constitutional rights of parents to direct the upbringing and education of their children. Students' right to pr- privacy is misplaced and does not overcome a parental's right to raise their children. And he cited a case, uh, Brecky versus Willisy, Will Willis, a California court of appeal, made clear that a parent's rights are superior to a child's rights. We categorically reject the absurd suggestion that defendants' freedom of association trumps a parent's right to direct and control the activities of a minor child, including with whom the child may associate. And what's also interesting here with this, uh, you know, idea of a child's right to privacy, they've already exposed that they want to be somebody else publicly in the school. What's private about it anymore? Nothing private about it. it. Well, George, I love what he said about this trifecta of harm. Uh, Direct quote here. The school's policy is a trifecta of harm. It harms the child who needs parental guidance and possibly mental health intervention to determine if the incongruence is organic or whether it is the result of bullying, peer pressure, or a fleeting impulse. Ooh, it gets deeper than that. It harms the parents by depriving them of the long-recognized 14th Amendment right to care, guide, and make health care decisions for their children. And finally, it harms plaintiffs who are compelled to violate the parents' right by forcing plaintiffs to conceal information they feel is critical for the welfare of their students, violating plaintiffs' religious beliefs. Bingo. Thank you, Judge Benitez. Well, um, 
Unfortunately, this isn't the end of it. Yeah. Uh, this was just a preliminary ruling on an injunction. Uh, the case isn't dismissed. It's going to move forward. Um, this is going to have a, a long history. It's probably whatever happens in this case is probably going to be appealed, uh, you know, regardless of where uh, it comes out. But it's incredibly good news, George. In the- quick question. Though, yes. Uh, before we move on, you mentioned Fields versus Palmdale at the beginning. This case, if it ends up going, let's say, to the Supreme Court, does is there a possibility that this will throw Fields versus Palmdale on the trash can? Definitely. I mean, if it makes it all the way, even the Ninth Circuit yeah. uh, could could look at this anew and decide to revisit Fields versus Palmdale School District. Wow. Uh, but certainly if it goes to the Supreme Court, there's great hope that Fields could be uh, effectively overturned by, by this decision. But in the meantime, George, um, our California Attorney General, Rob Bonta, sent a letter to school districts urging them to continue to implement parental secrecy policies, as expected, George. In fact, after Chino Valley... Uh, passed their notification policy, uh, he immediately filed a temporary restraining order. And it was granted uh, by the Superior Court judge in that case. So that case now is winding its way through court. And these two cases are in conflict with each other. And um, so this is what's going to happen. Paula Jana, a Thomas More Society attorney representing the teachers, told the Epoch News that the ruling in favor of teachers is significant. This ruling, talking about Judge Benita's ruling, uh, could really set the framework for how this issue should be analyzed, not just in California, to your point, George, but everywhere, he said. Uh, The state issued very misleading guidance in the form of a FAQ page And as George, you and I know, this FAQ page comes from AB 1266, the famous bathroom bill that was passed in California, to every school district in the state asserting that parental exclusion is required by California law under privacy rights for children and that it was required to keep students safe, he said. They said it was non-binding guidance, but they used words like, quote, required and, quote, must. And basically, every school district interpreted it as binding, Mr. Jonas said. The district was convinced it was binding and said so at the hearing. But in fact, it's not mandatory. School districts do not have to follow these parental secrecy policies. And and real quick, another hypothetical here, Mark, for, for parents to understand. So this AB 1266, this bathroom bill, this is 10 years ago, right? 2013, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I think that's right. 10 years ago. So for 10 years, the school districts and the public school system in California has been telling teachers, principals, superintendents, right? This is what you must be doing. And yet, in fact, uh, it's in violation of parental rights to do that. There's no question about that, George. So I remember five years ago when I read for the very first time, and shame on me that I never read it before that. Uh, because my kids are older than five years, um, the parent handbook that we get from our school district. And when I read under the section for the bathroom usage, that's when I first uncovered this 2013 bill. And I'm like, how in the world is this possible without them letting me know? Like, 
my child can go and use one bathroom one day, the next bathroom the, the other day, and nobody can make a comment on that. Um, so this ruling could potentially even throw that in the dustbin. Could um, AB twelve sixty six? All it really did was tell kids and order schools to open up bathrooms to children who identify as the opposite sex. So bathrooms and changing facilities. What's happened since AB twelve sixty six is that the state and school districts have built this edifice that they're calling law and requirements that they're using for these parental secrecy policies. But 1266 had nothing to do with that. It was simply stating that a child, wrongly in our estimation, should be able to use a bathroom to which they identify with, period. So Judge Benitez, very wisely, um, is uh, casting light on that terrible uh, decision. But George, there's there's more good news here. And this comes here. We're in California. We're going to go all the way near the East Coast now to Pennsylvania, where listeners, if you've not heard about this, a Pennsylvania school district reversed a trans bathroom policy weeks after a student walkout. The Herklaman Valley School District parent credits students, community members for the change. And I'm quoting here from an article that was written for Fox News. Pennsylvania's Perkleman Valley School District has passed a policy requiring students to use bathrooms associated with their biological sex weeks after students walked out of class over the school board's rejection of the proposal. I believe it had to do with all the students and the students voicing their opinions, Tim Jagger, a father from the school district, told Fox News on Thursday after Monday's voice. That was huge. The student walkout that day and the community members coming through and talking at the board meeting, voicing their opinion. I believe that all this came together and worked on the school board members. And I was happy to see that they decided to change their policy. Well, thank God for the parents who raised these students right. Um, and they got to, you know, come out in force. And, and this is ridiculous that now these students have to teach their school board a lesson because they are endangering the lives of especially our girls. Um, and in fact, um, you know, one of um, the, the things that was mentioned in the article was about, um, you know, a, a girl who was emotionally disturbed when a transgender person was in the female restroom that she was in. Um, We're clearly not thinking through this correctly as a society. We are not, George. And uh, like, you know, most school districts here in California, they had a parental secrecy policy. And uh, then they uh, were challenged to overturn that and require that kids could only go to the, the changing facility to the bathroom in accord with their biology. And the school district initially struck it down. And what's unique about this case, George, is that not only parents were asserting their rights, but now students, consider the bravery of those students to stood, that stood up to this policy. Yeah. They, they are under tremendous peer pressure to go along with wokeism in the public schools. So 
my hat's off to these students in Pennsylvania. And hopefully, George, this starts a trend that we are going to see spread throughout the country of not just parents. And parents, you need to lead the effort in this regard. You can't rely on your kids to do this. You need to be out in front protecting their interests. But uh, George, Lord bless these these kids who, who stood up against this. It's just amazing. No, and, and we need this more and more and more. Obviously, Mark, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, this is a battle for parents to fight, and that's why POK's mission is to equip and inform parents. Uh, our mission hasn't really been to equip and inform students <laughs> on on what's happening. Uh, we we want parents to use the information that we bring and we give uh, to then have some tough conversations with, with their kids. Um, I've had that conversation about the triple threat with my own kids, um, and they're well aware of it. They know how to detect it. Uh, they know, you know, how it's going to exhibit itself, and they know how to speak up for themselves as well, and also how to protect others. You know, I've, I have three boys, and especially with my older ones who who are of a mature enough age to understand this, uh, they know that they need to be protective protective of girls on campus. Um, and so if, if any of the, these kinds of incidents, you know, would happen, they, they know that they have my full permission to do whatever is needed to do to protect those girls. And George, we should probably mention at this point that parents may feel uncomfortable uh, talking to their children who are exposed to this woke ideology day in and day out. They may feel like they're not well enough informed to be able to challenge critical theory and wokeism, particularly uh, when it has to do with uh, gender identity. And so we would invite you to visit our medical page where we talk about this specifically, and we give tremendous numbers of resources, published medical studies, refuting the idea that sex is non-binary, that you can choose to be a sex that's different from your biology, Study after study after study. Parents, it's your responsibility to arm yourselves, to educate yourselves, and POK is here to provide the resources to help you do that. Definitely. And we also want to encourage our listeners to partner with us uh, on our website at protectourkidsnow.org. There is a donate button. So if you want to support our mission, uh, please do that. And please share it with your other family and friends. Um, We have been supporting parents all across the country, parent groups all across the country, churches that call on us. Um, and, and so your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, please uh, go to our, our brochures page, go to our videos page. There's so much great content there that is easily shareable uh, on whatever social media platform you're on. We're on there as well. Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Twitterverse X. Um, as well as Telegram, uh, we are trying to get this information out on all channels possible. Um, so we just want to thank you uh, for partnering with us. Thank you for being uh, listeners, and thank you that you will be taking a courageous uh, step forward uh, in protecting our kids in your own communities uh, and get involved with this. So uh, we look forward to talking to you next time on Say What? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.